Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. Being a sensitive, one thing that I experience from time to time is phantom smells. I know I'm not the only one. I've talked to tons of people in the past who also have experienced this phenomenon. In fact, you'll be hearing from a few in a little while. (laughs) I'd like to share with you some of my encounters when it comes to phantom smells, which is one of many ways that spirits can actually communicate with you. This one smell comes from my grandma. She passed away a few years ago. We were very close. You actually heard about her in last week's episode, Forever Missing Grandma. On occasion, I will be home just hanging out, perhaps reading a book or binge watching a TV show, when suddenly out of nowhere, a smell makes itself known to me, baking. Now, there's something about grandmas in the kitchen, fabulous chefs (laughs) and incredible bakers. There's nothing like grandma's cooking. These smells would take over the house and it smelled as if she were in the kitchen baking all day. It would come out of nowhere, linger for a while, then leave as quickly as it came. Others around me would be confused, like, why is she sniffing the air? What is she doing exactly? No one could smell this but me. And the thing is, it wasn't just a hint of a scent in the air. I mean, that maybe it could be a Fig Newton of your imagination. No, no. This was a in-your-face smell. Overwhelming your nostrils smell. (laughs) A how-can-no-one-else-be-smelling-this type of smell. One medium actually told me that she could see my grandma. She told me that, oh, you often smell cookies. Not cookies, though. Something far better. She is still baking. That when I smell these amazing scents in the air, she is very much with me and just wanting to see what I'm up to. So when I smell them, the baking smell, I always tell her hi. Now, another scent that I experienced a few times was the smell of hairspray and burnt hair. Just like the sweet baking scent and knowing it's my grandma, this burnt hair smell, I know it's my adopted brother, Ryan. He committed suicide several years ago, and his death was a hard pill to swallow for me. Still is. One time I was sitting on my bed, holding a picture frame of us and crying, confused, angry, and deeply saddened, when suddenly a familiar smell presents itself. It's as if he were in the bathroom doing his hair. At the time this was taking place, I was a college book buyer working for my dad's business, and I would travel to colleges and universities and go to appointments and buy books. Well, I had a book scanner that I had charging in the wall. Now, in all the years I've had that thing, it never would make a peep. Sure, when I'm at an appointment scanning a book, yeah, it makes a little sound, but this was a different sound. Uh, Well, that day as I'm sitting there crying and thinking of Ryan, not only did I get a phantom smell letting me know that he was there, but my book scanner, which never made random sounds until that point or hasn't made them since, started going ballistic with these foreign erratic beeps. Investigating the matter, I took it off the charger, turned it off and back on. I then fully rebooted the system, scanned a book. It was in perfect order. I was really trying to debunk this event. As hard as I tried, I couldn't get the damn thing to beep like that again. I don't smell the burnt hair and hairspray anymore. I don't feel Ryan around anymore. But 
I will never forget him. He stays in my thoughts, my heart, and my soul. He's forever my brother. A few years back, I was living in this killer loft in the San Luis Valley. My mom owns the building, and this living area was on top of three business fronts. It literally took up a whole block. It was very spacious and, to date, the nicest place I've ever lived. (laughs) Anyways, this building, long ago, used to be the town's lumber yard. This was decades before we ever moved in. It had been converted long ago. So, now that you have a little tiny backstory, now it's time for the almighty phantom smell encounter. Many times while living there, I would suddenly find myself being surrounded by an overwhelming pine woody scent. It would come out of nowhere. Well, my boyfriend and sister lived there with me and I would ask them, do you guys smell this? Like, what is that? They had no clue. They couldn't smell it. It was just me. Just like grandma's baking, it was overwhelming and obvious, but yet I was the only one armed with the nostrils that could detect it. I don't know how to explain the feeling. It's not like someone has a stuffy nose and is having difficulty smelling just about anything. It's like, okay, this is for you and you alone. I I can't count how many times that pine smell visited me at the old lumber yard turned home. Now that I don't live there anymore, it doesn't happen anymore. It just happened in that location. It was random, came quick, stayed long enough to give me a slight headache or dizziness, and leave without a trace. Now, don't get me wrong. I love piney smells. I love walking in the woods, in the forest, breathing in that fresh air, taking it all in, sense and all. But take any smell and times the strength by, let's say, 10 and stick it right up the nose It's going to be overwhelming, whatever smell it is. Just like if you're at the mall or grocery store and a lady walks by, a hint of perfume in the air. Hmm, smells nice. Moving on, another lady walks by. This one smells as if she bathed in the stuff. Too much is too much. That's what some of these phantom smells are to me. Some a hint and some a bit too intense. I consider them small gifts from the dead, so I'll take what I get, overwhelming or not. In the same town as my lumberyard home is a haunted location where I used to work, also owned by my mom. There was a spirit there we lovingly called Wendy. Well, this is for another week. However, I experienced a phantom smell there too. For 15 or so years, my mom had a business in this small Colorado mountain town that people made their one stop of pleasure among their travels. Hell, some of you who are listening may even have passed through that area. Organic Peddler on the Edge was a place where people could go for espresso, groceries, and presents. She had everything from unique clothing, incense to jewelry, and everything else you can think of. Then, a few years later, she built on the store and then opened Piece of Art Cafe. This is when the hauntings occurred that still go on to this day. Again, this is for the another week, but fast forward now to 12 years later, she closes down her business and hires me to shut down and do the finishing touches. I was living out of town at the time, actually out of state. And so while working there for four months, I slept upstairs, which was my temporary home. Many nights I would lay in bed watching TV or reading a book when suddenly I would hear footsteps coming up the stairs towards me. Being tired from work, 
I'd usually say something like, oh, please, not tonight. And the footsteps would stop for that night. No less than a dozen times while there, I experienced a strong smell of sandalwood. Like the other smells, it came out of nowhere. Now, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of sandalwood, so I would get lightheaded rather quickly. There were times where I would hear footsteps, each coming closer. Then immediately after, I would smell the sandalwood. Mind you, many times I'd be in that same area for a long period of time with no incidents, encounters, no smells, nothing of the sort. I take it as being our resident spirit, Wendy. But why sandalwood? Who knows? At one time, we did sell things like perfume, incense, and essential oils. However, at that point, they had been out of the building for close to two years when this started happening. And mind you, I would be downstairs working the whole day, every day, where these items were actually kept, and I never smelled anything. This occurred often while I resided and worked there, that sandalwood smell. Other phantom smells I get from time to time are cigarettes and alcohol. Now, no one in my house smokes. I quit well over a decade ago, but there are times where my boyfriend and I will be hanging out at the house and suddenly I'll smell cigarettes as if someone is standing close by and blowing the smoke towards us. Now, again, only I smell it. Unlike me, my boyfriend was never a smoker, never touched the stuff. To him, the thought of smoking is repulsive. He would definitely say something if he smelled it. We have a house, not an apartment or condo or complex or anything like that. And besides our cat and dog, we're the only ones here. And I don't think they picked up the habit. (laughs) As a paranormal investigator, I do try to debunk the mysterious sense. Believe me, I know not everything is paranormal. Sometimes I have been able to debunk. But the ones that I shared with you, I, I cannot do so. Like the cigarettes, alcohol will present itself at the weirdest of times, like in the middle of a movie when we have nothing but soda or water out. Unlike smoking, we do partake in drinking alcoholic beverages and enjoy doing so. However, sometimes it will smell like a damn brewery in here when there's not a drop in sight. It literally smells like someone who had been drinking for hours and that smell like lingers off them, just radiating off them. Now, I love beer. I'm the first to admit it but I don't like how it smells while people are drinking it. I noticed that scent immediately. Perhaps that's the spirit of my friend, Michael, letting me know he is close by. And another encounter I had, and this is recent. When I say recent, I mean just like yesterday recent. And I'm, I'm quite unsure who it can be. Tomato soup. We ate out last night and nothing was cooking or baking at our home. Within an hour, I smelled a strong scent of tomato soup, something I'm not very fond of, not a fan of tomato soup. I smelled it three different times. Now, a few people shared their experiences and encounters with phantom smells with me, and I'd like to share them with you right now. The first is from Nicole. Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm from Rochester, New York, which is um, upstate New York. Not New York City, it's the East Coast, and I'm currently still living on the East Coast, but in Southwest Florida. I started to get what you call phantom smells back in 2000, I want to say, and it was really frequent at first. 
And I had no idea they were called phantom smells. Like a faint smell of baby powder and cookies. And every time I would smell it, I would get like the chills or little goosebumps on my arms and my neck. And I just felt like it was my great grandmother because I took care of her towards the end part of her life. I talked to my mom about it. And she said, for sure, that's who was visiting me. Maybe about two to three times a year now, I get those smells. Like, for sure, it always seems like on Easter, every Easter without a doubt. But then, like, throughout the year, I'm I'm not exactly sure when, when the smells come. But I could be doing absolutely anything. I could be out in the yard, and, and all of a sudden, I'll just get smell it'll just be like a brief whiff of it and it kind of stays for about three to four minutes and I I like to see if I can see anything or feel anything besides the smell a few times I've been like in the kitchen when it's happened and I always wonder if there's like some hidden hidden reason why she comes to visit me like there's a message or how I'm like how she's still connected if she's still here yeah i you know nicole i think that since you were there for you know and took care of her at the end of her life maybe it's just her way of saying thank you that you know thank you i love you i'm still very much here looking over you and i appreciate all you've done for me you know and since she can't come up and tell you in person and tell you to your face Maybe she just lets you know with hints of her, her smell that, hey, I'm still here. Yeah, it's it's really bizarre, though, because she passed away in upstate New York. The smells happened when I lived in Jersey, too, and they still continue to happen here in Florida. And so I guess I just didn't realize spirits or people can, can follow you where you are, no matter where you are. Yeah. Connected. They're always there. Right. And very interesting for sure. And yeah, I've had that happen too, where I've had loved ones from Colorado and I feel them here in North Carolina. And so I really just don't think it matters where you are, you know, they're just, there's that connection there. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. And it's the same, the same smell. And it doesn't matter if it's cold out or, it's always like a warm breeze when it happens. I think maybe there was only one time in New Jersey where I was outside in the yard. I think it might have been cutting the cherry blossoms. And I got that whiff of it. And it was actually like a, a breeze that like kind of went upwards. And it seemed like it lasted the whole entire day that day. Like, it was just constantly lingering in the air. Wow. It was a comforting feeling. I, I obviously am a firm believer in, in that stuff. And I know that scent. It's a very distinctive scent. She always smells like baby powder. And it's like the cookies and cookies, cookie crisp cereal that she used to eat. And she would, like, let it sit, you know, to get soft so she could actually eat it. And those two smells together is very distinctive so I, I always remember I just I kind of wish like sometimes I have my mom's mom visit me too but it hasn't happened yet maybe someday you never know yeah, yeah 
And I also get like smells at times that remind me of like things when I was younger. I don't know if it's my uncle or my grandfather. They, it, it'll just be random and sporadic and it'll be like, I can't say it's regularly because it's not. It's probably like every, every few years that I'll just be anywhere. It could be the grocery store. It could be my bed reading a book and I'll just get like this overwhelming smell of like something familiar of when I was a child. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but that that's happened to me quite a few times too, besides my great grandmother. And I could never figure out if it's my, my mom's father, my dad's father, or like my uncle. It doesn't happen as often as my great grandmother, but it does happen often. Me. Yeah. I've had that happen. It is kind of a blast from the past thinking of childhood memories and yeah, I, I can never really put my finger on who or what it is either. You know, maybe it's residual smells coming through or who knows, you know, it might not even be a person. It just might even be a location. Do you get like nostalgic afterwards or? No, not really. Yeah. Oh, Cause sometimes, sometimes when I get those smells, it brings me right back to like eight, nine years old. Oh, wow. <clears throat> like I could totally see it as like it's, being recorded in front of me. It's, it's so is there definite is there like definite like when you smell those smells that the person is actually visiting you? I you know, I would like to think so. I've had um phantom smells myself and yeah, I I one hundred percent believe that those people are, you know, are visiting. You know, they the phantom smells they they come and they leave just as quickly as they've come, you know, and just totally unexplained. And it's not like you're going into a new location and smelling it right off the bat. It's like a lot of the times you're in that same location for hours and then all of a sudden it just hits you. And what really gets me is, is that in my case, anyway, I'm the only one smelling it. Other people are around and they don't smell a single thing. And the smell is so strong, it's intoxicating. And I'm the only one who smells it. Oh, you know what? That is true, too, because there's been several times where I'm like, do you smell that? Does anybody smell that? With my sons or or my ex, and they wouldn't smell anything either. They would just say, like, what are you smelling? And I would explain it to them, and they would say to me, no, I think I think you're not. There's nothing there. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about that. Yeah. It's almost like as if, like, a skunk does what it does outside and you know how it stinks everything up and you smell it but nobody else smells it it's like wait what it's such an obvious scent how are you not smelling this so definitely a phantom smell for sure oh you know my daughter angelina has actually smelled sweet smelled something and she would have no clue what cookies what the cookies and baby powder smells like i think like when she was around four years old she smelled it when I smelled it. I didn't say anything to anybody. And she actually asked me what that smell was. But she didn't, like, explain the smell. She just smelled it when I smelled it. And what is she now? She's seven. So she actually smelled something. And the weirdest part is, is she told me before she used to be Mary Regina. And there is no way, no, no way that she would even know the name Mary Regina. 
Yeah. And that totally freaked me out. She told me stories about, like, siblings and Italy, and there's no way she could have known, like, the correlation of any of that stuff. And I can remember specifically telling my mom, you know what Angelina said? That that was, like, the freakiest thing ever. She had, like, some elaborate story about the whole entire thing. That wow. was around four years old. You know what? I asked her about it, and she only really talked about it for a year when she was about four years old. She doesn't really talk about it anymore. I can remember in New Jersey smelling the smell and not saying anything to anybody and her asking me, what is that smell, Mommy? Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder if when when your great-grandma passed away, did she pass away before your daughter was born? Yeah, she passed away in December of 99. Okay. So, yeah. my I mean, my guess is, is that since she didn't get to meet her while she was alive, maybe in death, she wanted to come and let herself you know, let her presence be known to your, not only you, but your child as well. That's just obviously a guess on my part. It's happened before where, you know, family members don't meet other family members because they're born after they die and then they come back and visit. So before I just got those smells and I would just think the smells were just like my mind playing tricks on me, except for the fact that every time I get those smells, I always get goosebumps. I always get the chills or, like, the hairs raised on my arms or... And not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. But when my daughter said that to me, I was like, this is the first time anyone has ever... I mean, I can't be sure. Maybe somebody tooted and she's like, what's that smell? But, <laughs> no. I, yeah. I don't think so. No? And that's... I didn't explain it to her or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool because it just made me feel like Nanny was actually there. Maybe she could see her and I can't see her, you know? But she knew stuff that I didn't even know. And when she told me the stories that she was telling me, it was about like 30 or 40 minutes long. The minute she was done telling me, I got on the phone with my mom. And my mom said that that was just too freaky because... A, B, C, and D happened, and I would never, I didn't even know that because she was my great-grandmother. She wasn't actually, she was my great-grandmother, my mom's grandmother, and so I didn't know those stories. My mom's theory is she is reincarnated in her somehow, and I said, but she's born in May. And she goes, it doesn't matter, cycles stay within the family or within the friend or somebody that you know. And I'm like, oh, well, that's what my mother believes anyways. I think it's really neat that Nicole's great-grandmother is still there for her spiritually and looks after her and what it sounds like her daughter as well. Next up, paranormal investigator Amanda shares her phantom smell encounters. She has a plethora of them. Here they are. I'm Amanda Brush. I'm from Columbus, Montana, and I work for Stillwater Savani Mine up in Nye. I guess my first phantom smell that I encountered was one of the first trailers that I owned. There was a lady that used to live in it, and she had inadvertently, she used to smoke. So she had lit a cigarette and fallen asleep one night and died by a, okay, 
So every now and then the person that I lived with and I had walked through the trailer and neither one of us smoked cigarettes. So we'd walk through the trailer and all of a sudden there'd be this weird, random, like, cigarette slash, oh, decomp smell. And we'd be like, oh, did we got And maybe it was an event, maybe it wasn't. But, you know, midsummer, you don't have your vents on. So that was a not pleasant smell to encounter. But I think the coolest phantom smell that we had encountered was when uh, the wasp girls had, uh, we went through the Occidental over in Buffalo, Wyoming, and we had a whole bunch of people all together. And we were investigating some of the rooms upstairs in the brothel and the Occidental. And we had REM pods and we had K2 meters and we had probably maybe not quite 20, but we had a good bunch of people. And we were talking to the girls up there, the ghost girls, mind you. They were asking the girls questions, and all of a sudden, there was this really cool, just really light wafting of a rose smell that came through the room. And I believe one of the the guests that were investigating with us had had pointed it out. They were like, do you smell that? It just it really lightly smells like roses. So then, of course, we have to shut everything down. We have to start looking for, like, the plug-ins or, like, the spray misters or whatever. No, no, we don't have any... And no roses, no actual roses were in the room. So then we'll go into the next room, and it smells like a really old, you know, just an old hotel. Okay, so we start asking questions, and, you know, ladies of the night, and soiled doves, and asking questions, and how much did you charge? And (laughs) one of the guys that we were with chimes in with, well, I have an actual $50 bill, and if I put a $50 bill out in my room at night, are you going to come all the way down this hallway, and are you going to, you know come down here and you know some pretty lewd and questionable comments no joke all of a sudden his room got this really cool rose smell and he was like no way i mean it got pretty it got pretty cool in there with the whole rose smell it was just it was really neat because there wasn't there was very obviously not the smell prior to but the smell definitely came in with it and we had gone downstairs and asked the hotel clerks and everybody if they had put the uh you know, any weird misters or any, you know, because sometimes they put the plugins in the rooms to try to make them smell and whatever. No, no, there was definitely not, definitely not anything like that in the rooms to justify the smell. Okay, later on, one of the gentlemen that we had been investigating with had mentioned that um, there's this little tiny staircase that had come up to the room, and he had said that he had been walking up it and mentioned smelling cow manure or horse manure, whichever, because it had been one of the secret, just little secret entryways that the horseback riders had used to get up to the girls. And he'd smelled it just for a split second and stopped and, like, you know, checked his shoes and everything else to justify the situation. No, no, just for just a split second, though. Wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so did the guy end up uh, leaving his $50 there since he got a smell from her <laughs> in the room? <laughs> yep. And his wife actually flipped him some flack about it, too. She was like, real nice. But they had said, they mentioned that during the night, they had also smelled roses, walked in and walked out of the room also. So it was pretty cool, though. I mean, And, of course, he did it just to see, you know, what would happen because you're on a ghost investigation. And, hey, I mean, I guess being a gentleman or whatever in a brothel on an investigation, see where it can get you on a $50 at night in a brothel. You know, why not? They're ghost girls. 
Well, and especially fifty dollars back then, you know, it was a lot more than it is today. Right. <laughs> yep, of course. We have been in weird places though, where we've walked in and smelled just a really weird, like a decomp smell. Not, uh, not very unpleasant. Almost rotting meat decomp just for a split second, and then it'll be gone. Where um, it's reportedly been that um, a not so nice presence has been. And whether you want to attribute it to, I'm not going to flat out every time I walk into that situation, just immediately say, like some people would say, oh, it's a demon or oh, whatever. I'm going to attribute it immediately to maybe a not so nice presence. And sometimes those not so nice presences can just simply be a not so nice human presence. Because I know that if I was in a situation where I did not like people coming and going in my place, I would definitely throw something like that out there too. You know, I mean, if, if people are just going to be stomping in and stomping out yeah, unannounced, especially that's, I don't know. We've never had a genuinely like unpleasant experience in those cases, as long as we've come in and been polite and, you know, announced ourselves and not been a hundred percent, you know, Hey, we're coming in. This is what we're going to do. Thank you for your time. We just don't go trouncing in and, upsetting everything but we've also not gone into places or situations that have been notorious for having really really terribly bad things happen in them either so right yeah absolutely and i know uh so talk a little about the the spirit bill who makes himself known to you by a quite stinky smell (laughs) (laughs) bill bill is kind of a he's kind of this odd little attachment guy and every now and then, he, he, he just kind of hangs out with with me and with my friend Kara. And every now and then, if he feels like being snarky, he will walk into a room with us and just kind of drop a bomb and walk out. And it is just the most foul smell, just for no apparent reason. I don't know. It is honestly like a ghost fart. It's not. It's like this, this gross decomp smell that... It is just, that's all we, the only way that we can explain it is just a ghost rip. And it's, it's just gross. I don't know. It's not, <laughs> it's not like a salsa smell. It's not like something that, it's just gross. And it's just in very inappropriate times. Like we will be talking with friends, playing a game of pool. Or we will be hanging out in a room full of people, trying to discuss something, like something we saw on a flare. And I mean, all of a sudden, in between the two of us, just, Dang, this terrible smell and this, oh, oh, it, or you'll be talking about Bill himself. And all of a sudden, this terrible bomb will cut loose between us. And I, and I don't, I can't even explain it, Tessa. I just, the only way that you can even, even fully experience it is to be there. And all of a sudden, everybody in the room is blaming everybody else for having some terrible belly demon. And it's nobody in the room and, it's inexplicable. It's just the most vile stench that's just come out like a dog fart. Can't even be comparable to this situation, man. It's terrible. I don't even know. <laughs> terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, I bet. Uh, It'll clear a room. So you're talking about it right now. Is he letting one rip right now? Not yet, but I'm honestly waiting for this to happen because I've talked about it for the last two minutes. And he's, just, he's notorious for it happening. Oh, that's hilarious. There's a couple of places that I've walked. I've walked into a couple bars. I've walked into the Atlas a time or two and had a leftover cigarette smell. 
I've had places where I've walked into and have leftover cigar smells. Every now and then, just, I think, more or less, it was just the one thing that was the best thing in that person's life, possibly, that they had done. And I don't know if it was a residual. I had spoken to the owner of a bakery at one point, and it was really old. And he thought that maybe that it was like the, the friendly smells that, that were the residual, like a loop. Like when the place is left in a loop, he thought maybe that that was the loop thing. But I guess until we can find something that can actually touch the smell, you know, does it leave an actual gas there? That would be cool to find out, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It'd be really interesting to find out for sure. <laughs> I had, uh, we walked down to the river and had a, uh, a random like campfire smell right next to the river. But you never know. We were just talking about how the natives used to go down there and used to build campfires and hang out and then have this random campfire smell. And then we thought, well, maybe it was our memory. And it was like the middle of summertime. And of course, nobody's down there because we have fire season in Montana. And you can't build fires in the middle of fire season because then, heaven forbid, you should burn out, you know, 300 acres of somebody's poor farm. But we've had that happen too, but yes. I don't know. Oh, it's interesting with all that history out there. Well, there- how about you? Your best one so far? My best one, probably a piney smell that I would get. I lived in an old lumber yard. All of a sudden, just once in a great while, this intoxicating smell will just like hit the nostrils so hard. I know your favorite one is Bill's farts, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hold me, hold me back on that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, oh. Well, Amanda. Oh, Thank you so much for sharing your phantom smell (laughs) experiences. Thanks for having me on, Tess. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Oh, boy. I'll have to ask her if Billy ever did make an appearance that day or not. Let's hope it was a fart-free day for her. (laughs) And if there shall be gas, have a bee from thou self. Now you'll hear from Angie Velasquez. She's had a handful of encounters with the phantom smells as well. Hello, I'm Angie Velasquez from South Fork, Colorado, and I have a few phantom smells stories to share. The first one was in 92. My grandmother had just passed away, and I was—I had just come home from the, from the funeral, and I had gone into my room and was unpacking, and I sat down on the edge of my bed, and I just became just very emotional. It had been a really, really long, horrible experience, and so I sat there, and I, I cried, and, and my room was very, very cold, and it was just kind of strange. My hand, my left hand, suddenly became very warm, and that was the only part of my body that was really, really warm. And right after I felt that, I could smell the cologne that my grandmother used to wear all the time. And instantly, I just I, I felt a lot more at peace with the whole thing. I kind of felt that she was with me at that point, and that was my first experience. Then my next experience was at the hotel and restaurant where I have recently worked. My sister had come out to visit, and it was wintertime, and we had gone into the dining room for lunch, and we got to talking about the hotel's history and about if if I felt the hotel was haunted, she wanted to know. So I had told her about the story of Maud, 
there was um, a young lady who was who had committed suicide there in the early 1900s. And right after I had told my sister the story of Maud, a really, really strong smell of flowers just was, it was just so potent that it was almost nauseating. <laughs> it was super strong. So I turned to my sister and I jokingly um, asked her, you know, did you have to bathe in it in the, in the cologne? And she said, no, I, I didn't put anything on today. And besides, I, you know, I, I explained to her it smells like flowers. And she said, well, I, I wear the, the cologne that grandma used to wear, which was, it smells nothing like flowers at all. So anyway, I, I just kind of laughed about it and, and then the smell just went away immediately. So I don't know if that was Maud coming around to see what we were talking about, but I thought that was kind of strange. And then my, the last time I had uh, salmon smell, this one wasn't as nice as the other two stories, but we have had a problem in the past with things that might not be so nice in our home. I had awakened in the middle of the night to a really super strong smell of urine. It was really, you know, it was really a, a disgusting smell. And next to me where I slept and sleep was a nightstand made of metal. And it sounded like as if somebody was tapping their fingernail on the metal, and and it just it, it went on for about thirty seconds, and then I just said out loud, "You need to go away. I need to go to sleep. So leave my room right now." And I turned my back, and the smell went away, and the tapping had stopped. So, and that that was about two years ago, and I have not had any problems since. Anyway, those are my stories of phantom smells. Now, like Nicole, Angie experienced the smell that she knew was from a departed loved one. It's a special encounter and one that is never forgotten. Now, Tiffany will share an encounter that comes from her home. I'm Tiffany Barnes, and I'm from Colorado. Back in the early mid-90s, the person living in my house, story is told either committed suicide or accidentally shot herself in my bedroom. She, very popular in school, is to my understanding. I've tried to get some information on her, not a lot. The family has come over during Stampede, which is a rodeo parade situation, and have come into the house. The sisters, they shared a room upstairs, and she would go up there and came down after probably about 45 minutes to an hour, visibly upset, and thanked us for letting her go up there. She stated that she could smell her sister and could feel the presence of her sister while she was there. There have been times in the house that I have been sitting alone and can smell like somebody smoking a cigarette. And my husband and I, neither one of us smoke. There was been no smoking to my understanding in the house for 23 years. Just that presence when I can smell it, I feel something around me. It's a strong odor. It's not a, it's not an odor that, you know, it's a faint odor that somebody smoked in here years ago. And it's just a resident smell of that. It's as if there's somebody here present smoking that I don't know if she ever smoked or parents ever smoked. But it's, it's that feeling of, of that. I wish when her sister was here that I would have asked her, you know, what kind of smell? Was it a perfumey smell? Was it a smell of her sister? 
like a, a it sounds silly, but a body odor. Yeah, I that doesn't sound silly. There's like so many people that I've experienced working at my mom's store in Del Norte. There's just some people have not like a body odor, but just a smell, whether it's a shampoo that they use or a, or a lotion they religiously use or whatever. And so no, that's not weird at all. It's, you know, sometimes (laughs) it sounds funny, but there were times where the door would open. I I would be looking down at something and all of a sudden I would smell something and I'd go, Oh, is that so-and-so? And And I'd look up and they go, Hey, Tessa. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh hey! <laughs> I didn't want to say, hey, I smelled you, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I smelled you. <laughs> no, and that's and that's the thing because it's like when my husband's gone, you know, I I like his pillow because it smells like him, and I feel comfortable. Right. You know, it's not it's not my husband stinks at all, <laughs> but it's, it's it's just that you know that pheromone, I guess. I know what you mean. I I have um, some of my grandma's clothes from when she passed away. Yeah. It is nice when you when you get those smells and like you said, your husband when he's at work and he's gone for a little while, it's like you miss him, which is natural. That's your husband and you, you know, you wish he were there and you miss him. So why not have yeah. something that smells like him? It makes you know, kinda give you that safety factor. Like so because like I, I have my mom's old car and it seems like when I have to turn on the heat first thing in the morning when it's cold. It's like I I can smell her too. Oh you know, wow! Like a perfume that she wore, something like that, and you know, it it just was like, oh, okay, mom's here, she's protecting me, you know, that kind of situation. So right, you know, I I know that, and it's just like you can smell that, and you know, it makes you miss them, but then it makes you feel more comfortable because you feel that they're there comforting feeling and who knows maybe someday you'll see the sister again and maybe the subject will come up where you could even ask her you know yeah and i would love to have more history on what what it was what caused it or what what brought it to this point you know and love to know because i i sometimes you know with that smell knowing that nobody else in this house smokes or does anything to that effect you know did she you know, secretly right. smoke behind your parents' back. Because, you know, in high school, you're always, you know, sneaking cigarettes and doing those kind of things. Is is it, is that what it is? And right. you letting us know, hey, I'm, I'm still here. Don't forget about me. No, absolutely. So I would love to know more, more history on the whole situation here. It would be nice. And, and, and just to say, you know, there's comfort there. There's, you know, hey. You know, we'll keep her keep her spirit alive and not change much in the house. That's where she was, and this was her this was her childhood home. So maybe someday she will get those answers. You never know. Now, last but certainly not least, last year when I had my radio show, I had Ghost Asylum, Haunted Live, and Haunted Towns Scott Porter on. And he shared a phantom smell encounter with me. In fact, it was his very first encounter and introduction with the paranormal. So I thought it would be kind of neat to go back in time, get that little bit that he's talking about the phantom smell. So here is Scott Porter. Later, I was in college and I come home to my parents' house for the weekend and it was Saturday morning and I woke up and I smelled breakfast throughout the house, which was not a common. I got up, walked down the hallway, looked into the kitchen, and I saw what was appeared to be my mother in a pink house coat standing at the stove. She was cooking breakfast. You know, I could hear the skillet. I could hear the exhaust fan running. You know, I could smell all the breakfast smells. You know, the the 
sausage or bacon and eggs and all that. Yeah. So, so I turned and went to the bathroom to clean up, freshen up real quick, and wasn't in there more than, I don't know, 30, 45 seconds, you know, at the most, and turned around and walked back out, and the smell was gone. There was no smell. There was no sound. There was no nothing. <laughs> and so as I walked through the house looking, I was like, where did, where did breakfast go? What, what's going on? <laughs> and so I walked to the kitchen, and normally if they if they made breakfast, if my mother made breakfast or leaving, they would leave me a plate in the microwave or in the oven. Yeah. So I checked the oven, checked the microwave. There's no plate of food. So I went to the stairs and yelled downstairs to see if they were there, and you know, no one was, no one would answer me. And I, I checked the garage, and their car was gone. So I thought, oh my gosh, something must have happened. They had to leave in a hurry. Not thinking about how much time had transpired and, and, and how quickly they had left. Uh, so I gave my dad a call with his cell phone. I said, hey, I said, uh, what did I do with my breakfast? And he's, he's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, mom's just here cooking breakfast and I guess y'all had to go somewhere. And, you know, and I was looking at a microwave and oven, y'all didn't leave me a plate with breakfast. And I don't know what you're talking about. So there's a shuffling in the background. My mom gets on the phone. She goes, what are you looking for? And I said, for breakfast. I said, oh, I said you were just here cooking breakfast. I'm looking for breakfast. you guys so today we heard about phantom smells that had to deal with decomp smells flowers cologne perfume farts <laughs> food just so many different smells I love having conversations with people because every single encounter and experience is different and special i hope you guys enjoyed those so have a phantomly wonderful rest of the week and i'll see you next week Thank you for checking out Paranormal Prowler's podcast.